Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. It's Dr. Rodney and Karen Worth of Stance for Health podcast. We're delighted to be here again today to wrap up a fun, fun topic that we've so enjoyed talking about and studying and looking at the research that spans nearly 50 years. And that's the subject of the benefits of laughter. Amazing. Yeah. Way more than what we thought when we started. Yeah. I had no idea that it was so far reaching and that it had such a, it was such a twin or even a cousin to exercise. Yeah. That's what we talked about in the first episode, that that's the way to get a workout. Right. And one of the cool things that, that we talked about, that laughter is actually a good standalone, not a, not standalone, but one of the things that one of the benefits of laughter is lowering the threshold of pain or even killing pain altogether. And that's going to be our topic for today Yeah, because there's been a lot of talk about it, but it's sometimes been excluded because it was like there wasn't enough research on it. Mm. So it was just more anecdotal that people could find the benefits of the reduction in pain or, or the way that it puts it in research, it increases the pain threshold, Mm. distracts the person. They're not thinking about their pain. And so they feel better. What I love about this is that we, you mentioned that there wasn't research, but there was a review of research that went back as far as 1946. Actually, oh, I'm sorry, Medline from 1946 to 2013, and then Embase, E-M-B-A-C-E, or B-A-S-E, from 74 to 2013. So, you know, do the math on that. And they report the benefits from laughter in humans, and they and they counted the number of papers in each category, and it was significant. So, in that paper or, or the review of all these papers, they they stated the same things that we found here that you had mentioned were anecdotal, like reduced anger, anxiety, depression, and stress, reduced tension, psychological and cardiovascular, increasing pain threshold. There it is. That's our topic for today. Reduced risk of heart attack. (laughs) That's no laughing matter. Improved lung function, increased energy expenditure, and reduced blood glucose concentration. So, and then obviously, if you're not healthy, this, you know, uncontrollable laughter can actually cause some of the same things that exercise might. That's the sum, that's the, to summarize that article. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So, I think where we wanted to go with this today was before we wrap it up is what, what chemicals are coming out in a, in the situation with 
laughter are very similar to the ones like when you go to get treated as an athlete, they use muscle stimulation. So what, what we used to tell the patients that were coming in is the two chemicals that we're getting that were getting released were opioids, but they're your body produces them. So it's your own natural pharmacy. It's not like getting morphine that's plant-based. So you don't have the deleterious effects. So the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus release endogenous opioids that are what we call endorphins. And so that's like the runner's high. Yeah. And the, and the other name is enkephalins. And so they also release dopamine and a high concentration of different hormones and neuropeptide. And that causes us to feel happier. They help us to bond. We feel more tolerant. There's more generosity and compassion with others that are sharing life with us. Yeah. So that's what shared laughter will do. So one of the components of when we studied pain is the, is the component of suffering. So if you're asking someone on a scale of zero to 10 to describe their pain to you and they put it really high, I wonder, and this is just hypothetical, rhetorical in a way, is I wonder if that number would drop after they laughed. I think you're on to something. Yeah, the element of suffering must drop some too, right? Yes, because there's less stress and frustration, more peace of mind. And so when that pain threshold is significantly increased, the person feels like, okay, this is not good. Could we dare say that the introduction of laughter increases hope that it could get better? I think that's fair because if, we, we opened up, I think, somewhere in there, maybe even the first one we mentioned, Proverbs chapter 17. If, if God has bothered to put it in the word, what we're really in the Bible, what we're really saying is he designed that, that to be beneficial that way. Exactly. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Yeah. The opposite of that is a broken spirit dries the bones. So that really speaks to that question, that rhetorical hypothetical question, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. The element of suffering diminishes through laughter. But if you don't have that element of laughter or mirth or that ability to, to kind of be objective about things that laughter promotes, then it's easier to be in that state of suffering and isolation. Yeah. I like that. So laughter helps us to feel good and more connected with ourselves and with others. Yeah. And it's so funny that, that you actually say medicine like a medicine, because we actually mentioned endogenously produced medicine, endorphins and enkephalins that are opioids, very similar to exogenous or plant-based man-made, in other words, opioids that are a medicine. So you have laughter is a medicine. <laughs> it's the, we, find the, we find science to catch up with, the, with the, the Bible. Other research shows that adrenaline and improved cardiovascular circulation enhances the effect of these endogenous opioids. 
And so that's why proactive, prolonged physical laughter is a more effective way of being involved with the decrease of pain, or as it's mainly saying, it increases the pain threshold. Explain the pain, that to me. I'm so glad that you asked that. I don't have the article right in front of me, but I did just, I've been, I've had it on my desk all week and I've been kind of chewing on it. As I understand your question to be asked is, doesn't laughter therefore reduce the stress, the distress, the effects of distress and amplify the effects of other endogenous produced painkillers, enkephalins, endorphins, and uh, other chemicals. Yeah, I think that's what we're saying. And and, uh, if you have adrenaline stress from distress, that tends to hamper the effects of, of laughter. So, but, you know, there again, if you can't, it's hard to be stressed, distressed, and have mirth at the same time. So when mirth, laughter comes into the picture, that long-term effect that you may have been obtaining from the adrenaline as a suppressant to pain tends to be overridden. In a, in, what I'm understanding is it tends to be overridden. That's the hand and glove, the uh, uh, relationship here between distress-related pain control in the in the early on stages or the the acute suppression of pain and then the long-term suppression of pain that's what i'm that's what i'm understanding it's fascinating yeah to think that something that's good for me that i can enjoy mm-hmm. and yet when i'm in pain that would be the last thing that i'm doing <laughs> we uh we have a statement or a euphemism between the two of us is is it funny yet oh do you want to go into that detail no no because <laughs> it's, let not, you. It's, it's not, not funny because it's not funny yet what so. he's talking about is that in our lives as a co- as co-workers doctor office manager but then we're also married things that happen one of us will think that it's funny and the other one will say it's not funny yet. I think that your dad was onto something is that, that the sooner you could get into a place where you could laugh, the less painful all of that situation will seem to be. I agree. I think that when you stop taking yourself so seriously and realize that this does have a funny side to it. If you look at what comedians do to come up with their routines, they take a pain point, push it to the extreme, and then have a punchline. And and a completely opposite outcome from what you would expect from it. Exactly. So it's the flipping of situations that allows us to let our heart be merry. I love the use of the word mirth that was in one of those research papers, because that is amazing. The dose of of well-being from that's just a way to remember the dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, reduce stress, 
energy, a better mood, all of these things can come from choosing to laugh. And I use that word truly choosing to laugh because it's not always easy. And yet to make the choice to say, okay, this isn't the end. It's going to turn out in the end. And if it isn't the way you want it, then it isn't the end yet. And to inject some hope into situations, inject some hope and laughter into our lives. Is it funny yet? Always. <laughs> There's always some humor in there somewhere. And our job is to find the humor and to tell those stories from that standpoint, because the benefits are going to be great. Wrapping up our series on laughter. Yeah. Well, maybe some of you that have been listening to this don't, I don't know what you, what you came in expecting to, to hear if, if everything was just going to be wild laughter or about wild laughter. It's not necessarily wild, uncontrollable laughter, but it, there, it, there is, a, like you said, a belly laugh component to this. And you, the, the more muscles you can engage in a natural, healthy way within a paraphysiological space, what I mean is there is an element to this that you do benefit versus the element of this that you do detriment because you can go overboard with laughter, just like with anything else. But we're talking about belly laughter within normal limits. There's a time when it's just like, okay, that was funny. So glad, so glad we got a chance to laugh. <laughs> and we've, what we've really been talking about is when that happens, we're talking about the benefits of that laughter. You get to exercise, you get to have less stress, you release anxiety and tension, and you basically can relax. We talked a little bit about the vagus nerve that goes all the way down. So when you relax, you have better digestion. And if you are experiencing pain, that pain threshold can rise, which means you aren't as governed by pain, you are controlled by the pain, and you can move through it. So many people who come to see us come because they are feeling pain. And this is a topic that we wanted to have this series so that they could listen to it because we certainly don't want to start laughing when someone is in pain. Because you laugh with those who laugh and you cry with those who cry. If you are experiencing pain, I do want to encourage you that there is research that shows that involving yourself in something that releases a laugh will make you healthier. And that's really what we want with Stance for Health. You know, you try to think of resources and like, okay, well, Karen, Dr. Worth. Where, where do you guys go to laugh? And there look at each other. There are plenty, <laughs> plenty of funny circumstances. Like even when you're recording a podcast that come up that are funny, and which you'll edit out. Yeah, we get to edit those things, and I'm not sure where to edit and where to where to where to pick up and where to leave off or whatever. 
but I think if you're asked, you might ask the question, okay, well, where, what, what is some clean comedy? What are some, what are some sources of comedy that I found over the years? And it's hard to endorse certain ones because, you know, there's aspects of it that you can appreciate and say, well, that's, you know, that's not dirty. They're not cussing, but they're doing other stuff. But I think the one that we have found the most right now, at least where we are right now, that's most enjoyable is Michael Jr. Absolutely. And to see some of his episodes and we've subscribed to it and and it it is fun because he's the one who talks about how do you find humor and basically it's your life mission is the, the hard places in life as you're able to laugh, then you're able to to bring meaning to it. I would like to finish with a quote by the creator of the laughter wellness method. We didn't really know until recently how to use laughter as a sound and reliable therapeutic tool, but we do now and the results are unbelievable. Laughter can be used as a master switch toward wellness and well-being. It can't heal nor solve anything, but it can help to heal and dissolve everything. Thank you so much for listening today, for taking time out of your day to to listen to this, to Karen and myself, Dr. Rodney Wirth. We love doing this. We love sitting down and, and talking through these things because we, we want to bring a healthy element to the power of posture because the, and that's why we decided to take our Our stance stance for for health. And we encourage you to take your stance for health. Enjoy a good laugh. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us at Stands for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.